How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia on Friday, October 28, 2022. I'm joined, as always, by Ben Gorowitz. Ben, say what's up to the people, man. It is Picks Friday. It's the place to be with Thomas and Ben. Exactly, guys. We're ready. Me and Ben been waiting on these games all weekend. I think we got some good looks, so hopefully we can get this money together. Um, ben, you want to give us a quick recap of how last week went before we get going? Yeah. Pull it up real quick. Um, let's see. In college, uh, I went 2-1 and one, uh, in college football. Uh, man, was that under in the UCLA-Oregon came tough. Uh, they just kept scoring points. Um, in college, you went one and two. Um, you probably regret the Mississippi State pick. Mm, I wouldn't say I regret it. I'm just pissed off that Mike Leach is an idiot. True. Um, I went two and zero oh in the NFL, and you went one and two in the NFL. So that brings our totals. You are eleven fifteen and two in college. I'm 16 and 13. Then you are 10 and 7 in the NFL. I'm 13 and 7 as a podcast. 50, 42, and two pushes. Hey, we're still profitable as a podcast. I got to get right this week in college football. Ben's the leader in college football, so he'll start us out. Ben, give us your first pick. Let me. You would think I would have it pulled up, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, because we have one shared pick, so obviously that that's uh I'm staying away from that one. I'm going to let you talk about that one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Notre Dame plus two. Uh, it's a team coming off a bye. Notre Dame as an underdog in, in these situations has been pretty good. Uh, obviously a new a new um, head coach. But I, I think that Syracuse is good. Don't get me wrong. I think Sean Tucker is really good. This is not a school that's used to being favorites as often as they've been. Um, I just think it's a good spot. Syracuse is coming off. Um, some tough games, specifically last week, they played um, Clemson uh, in a hard-fought loss. I mean, they were winning that game the entire time until Cade Club that came in and changed the story. Um, it, it's just one of those, like, I think it's a down spot for Syracuse. It's a team that I think wasn't supposed to be 6-1 and one or 7-1, and one, whatever they are. They're coming off a loss. I think the wheels could kind of come off right now. Um, I, I just like the spot. It's really, it's really, I'm not betting on the team as much. I think Notre Dame also has a really, really good defense this year. Uh, it's more of the spot that I think makes sense for Notre Dame. So Notre Dame plus two. Okay. Okay. I was actually leaning towards Syracuse and I looked into it more and kind of agreed with you, Ben, but I was not going to bet against Syracuse in this spot. I think you will cash there. I'm going to stay in the 12 o'clock window. I'm going to go with a, with a ranked on ranked matchup here. We have Ohio state on the road at Penn state, Penn state's fi- catching 15 and a half points in this game is the home team. And I'm going to back the home dog here. Um, this is the second largest favorite spot. For, or for Ohio State against Penn State um, when Penn State's ranked inside the top 15. Um, Penn State's covered five out of the last six years. Um, on top of that, Penn State hasn't lost by 16-plus in the last seven years against Ohio State and with James Franklin as the coach. They're 6-2 and two against the spread. And also, too, I mean, Ohio State's kind of struggled against good defenses lately. I mean, even though they ended up beating Iowa, they definitely struggled for a while, and Iowa gave them a lot of turnovers and good field position in that game. Penn State's offense, I think they can run the ball on Ohio State some and move it up and down the field. As long as Penn State plays to keep this game close and not get embarrassed, which I think they might actually do in this game, I think they end up covering the number 15 and a half seems like too many points. I'm going to back the dog. Do we know who's playing quarterback? Is it Clifford or Sean Clifford should be playing and the number has gone down a little bit. So I think it should, it's factoring him in. 
Yeah, I mean, this has nothing to do with covering. This is just simply winning outright, which I don't think you believe Penn State can do. But James Franklin's 0-10. Um, or what's the say? He's like 0-10 against ranked opponents, I think, since he's been at Penn State. Or uh, no, I, think I think it's top five. Top five? I mean, that that pretty much includes Ohio State every year. And, and Michigan is certainly making their making their case to do it again. So at, at some point, James Franklin has got to turn it around. Um, I don't hate that pick, just – I just didn't put it on my card for my best bets. Obviously, I'm only giving out two on the podcast. They're just my, uh, I guess you could say my best bets of the week, and I'll have more. I just haven't locked in any yet. My second one is the Ole Miss-Texas A&M under 55. I think this is uh, an Ole Miss team that's battered and bruised, a lot of injuries, a lot of questionable players in this game. Ole Miss unders have been trending like crazy. Uh, it's not the high-powered offense, score 50, 60 points under Lane Kiffin like it used to be. They're, they are a more well-balanced team and less of an explosive offense from their days with like A.J. Brown and, and Metcalf and them, and they love to run the football. So uh, true freshman getting his first start at AM. I think that helps to be on the road, but I'm certainly not expecting him to be able to score every single drive. I'm going to take under 55. Yeah, I like that one too. Plus, since DJ Durkin, the Texas A&M defensive coordinator, was at Ole Miss last year, you should be pretty familiar with this offense. And Ole Miss seems pretty fraudulent so far. Um, I'm going to go in the 330 window. I'm going to take an, a road favorite in this one. Wake Forest, three and a half point road favorite at Louisville. I'm on, I'm this, on this as well, just, yeah, just for the people. This line is absolute nonsense and disrespect. Wake Forest six and one ATS this year. Um, Louisville's not faced a dynamic offense this year. Besides Florida State, that's the most dynamic offense they've faced. And our backup quarterback diced them up. I also remember watching Johnny Wilson run all over them and Trey Flowers, the top wide receiver on Boston College. And Boston College actually beat them, by the way. And Phil Dracovic is probably the second best quarterback they played. He diced up this awful secondary as well, guys. Look. Sam Hartman, A.T. Perry, they're going to dice them up one more time. Wake Forest has plenty more good receivers besides them. Wake Forest offense is nasty. They have not faced a team like this all season long. They've played a lot of decent teams, but they haven't actually played a juggernaut like this Wake Forest offense. And Dave Clawson even said, he said, put some respect on our name. He was pissed off in his press conference. He was even talking about Sam Hartman was the second best quarterback in the ACC last year and got ranked fifth behind Malik Cunningham. This is some whiteboard stuff right here. Wake Forest is frustrated and angry that nobody wants to talk about them, even though all they do is win every single game and almost beat Clemson the best team they've played on their entire schedule and they went to Tallahassee and won not only is Wake Forest battle tested but this is a damn good football team I think Wake Forest wins this game by double digits might even look at sprinkling on the alt line max play Wake Forest minus three and a half so there's two ways people can look at games like this they could say well the line makes no sense so I'm gonna take the home dog or you can do like you the line makes no sense to so take the team who is favored the entire time. I, I happen to also be in Wake Forest. I think it could be a high-scoring game. I just think this Wake Forest offense, which ranks top 10 in the country, is going to be way too much for Louisville. Home, road, neutral site, China, I don't care. <laughs> I like the China part, too, on there, Ben. I agree with you on that one. Um, last game for me, 8 p.m., um, Pittsburgh takes on UNC. They're on the road. Tar Heels off a of bye week. Tar Heels are three-point favorites. I don't care about the side in this game. I'm taking the over 64 and a half. Um, Pitt actually had won eight straight ACC road games till last week. This UNC defense sucks. We all know what Drake May and the offense can do. They can throw it around the yard. They're going to score their points and get theirs. This Pittsburgh running game, their running backs like Abu Akamda. I don't know how to pronounce exactly. He's nasty. Stud. He should run all over them, just like Notre Dame ran all over North Carolina. I expect it to be the same thing. I think this game finishes somewhere in the 70s, and we don't even ever have to worry about this total. I mean, Drake May has been one of the best quarterbacks in college football. If he's Clemson's starting quarterback or at any big school, he's probably winning the Heisman. Or yeah. 
second. I mean, he's he's having a damn good year. Hey, I mean, who knows? If North Carolina wins out and wins the ACC, he could be that dark horse that pops in at the last second that's got no hype. Um, let's flip things over to the NFL now since Ben is our uh, picks leader overall in the podcast. Ben, why don't you start us out in the NFL? This is another shared bet. You're getting two shared bets. Uh, Wake Forest was one of them. And I, I we have a little bit different numbers, but not going to matter all that much. I'm a Cardinals plus four. I believe you are on Cardinals plus three and a half. I love this spot for the Cardinals. This is a team I haven't trusted most of the most of this year. Um, but once I saw this stat as a road underdog, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, under Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals are a ridiculous 15-3-2 against the spread in regular season games. They've also been an outright winner in eight straight as a road dog going back to week one of last season. Uh, I took it early in the week. I got it at plus four, like I said. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. Yeah, also, I'm on this one as well. Also, too, Kirk Cousins is 7-18 ATS off extended rest since, the, since they're off a bye. Um, Kyler Murray's average depth of target has gone up two yards since D-Hop came back. And the Cardinals had a mini buy, so if anything, it cancels out that buy that the Vikings had. But I think it's a bad spot for the Vikings coming off the buy, so I back this one as well. Um, my next pick, I'm going to go with another NFL play. This is a 4 o'clock game, the Seattle Seahawks hosting the uh, six and one um, G- New York giants. And look, my handicap is not going to be the giants are overrated this, that, and the other, the giants are a good team. They just don't do it in sexy ways. They find ways to win games, but I will say this. I think their ways of winning won't work out in this one quite as much. The Seahawks actually have one of the best home field advantages in the entire NFL. This team has a nasty run game with Kenneth Walker in there running for over six yards per carry and Geno Smith's been cooking up on offense. I just feel like the Giants have played way too many close games. They're due for a loss. Even the best teams guys would lose five or six games in the NFL, which I think the Giants will end up doing it overall in the season. Evan Neal's going to be out for them. They've had to travel a lot because they still haven't had a bye ever since they came back from London and they've been traveling all over America. I mean, think about it, guys. Vegas will tell you the whole story. Vegas was all over the uh, Jags last week, and they still pulled it out. I mean, what's it? ETN got ran down, fumbled out of the end zone, which probably ended up being it, and they tackled uh, d- down, I think it – I can't remember which wide receiver. I think Christian Kirk on the one-yard line. Um, yeah, I'll, I think the Seahawks come out here, and their offense is going to be too much to handle. Give me the Seahawks minus the three at home. I'm going to go back to another under. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know how I just realized this, but I have one underdog in college football and one under mm-hmm. in college football, and I have one underdog in the NFL and one under. Uh, under 42 and a half in the Bears-Cowboys game. Um, I think the Bears, I think people are kind of looking at that spread saying, well, they played well last week. Why is it nine and a half? Like, if it's nine and a half, then maybe should we back the Cowboys? Screw the side. Listen, we know what the Bears' offense is. They love to run the football, uh, and defenses love to try to make Justin Fields throw the football. It's one thing to try to throw the football because Fields actually uh, was efficient last game against uh, – who did they just play? The Bears just uh, beat the – Patriots. Patriots, thank you. Um, Justin Fields looked pretty good. This Dallas defense is a whole nother animal. I think they get after Justin Fields whenever they have to pass the ball, and uh, I, I think they're going to sell out of the run this entire game, force Fields to pass. I think you can rush four uh, with this Cowboys defense most of the time. Um I like the under uh, 42 and a half in this game. And also the Bears defense played kind of well right now. Uh, I'm still uncertain about Dak. I, I I don't think it's not like capability. It's not like the belief I have in him. Something's just a tick off with him. Maybe he missed a lot of time. Maybe it takes a while to get back. But I think this could be like pretty similar to last week's game for the Cowboys. They won like 24 to six or something like that. I, yep. I'm, I'm not too worried. Uh, under 42 and a half. 
Yeah, I like that bet. I personally will not be taking it, but that's definitely one that I could see hitting. Last game for me, we got the Patriots minus two on the road at the Jets. I'm taking the Patriots minus the two here. Mac They've Jones won- is starting, by the way. Yep, Mac Jones is back. The Patriots have won 12 straight games versus the Jets. This is the reason why I like the spot, though, the most. Bill Belichick, everyone's on the Jets. <laughs> well, not, o- not only that, but Bill Belichick is 11-1 straight up when he gets blown out and fails to cover by 21 points of the spread. They're favored by nine by nine to nine and a half points at close, and they ended up losing the game by double digits. They way underperformed in that game. Belichick doesn't underperform back-to-back games in a row. He'll have everybody ready, focused, back. I also, too, think the quarterback controversy is over after what went down last week. I also think Mac Jones will be more healthy as well. I think the Patriots get it done in this spot in big ways. I mean, they've dominated this Jets team. Also, too, this kind of the strength of the Jets team is against throwing teams. The Patriots would rather just run the ball over them, which I think they're going to come out and do in this game. Give me the Patriots minus the two. Yeah, I didn't understand what they were doing last week. Yeah, that was just – I don't even know. I don't even think they knew what they were doing last week. That was one of the few times where you used to look at Bill Belichick and feel like he got outcoached. Well, they don't know what they're doing, let's be honest. At the beginning of the season, he's like, I'm not naming an offensive coordinator. Me and Pat, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are going to do it. Like, I, I don't know what's happening, but it might be time to just fade – Everyone who we thought was a goat at one point in our lifetime. Brady's team is horrible. LeBron James' team doesn't have a win through four games. Aaron Rodgers, Packers are falling apart. Um, it, I don't know what's happening, but it's almost like – I, I think we have our answer. Uh, Belichick and Brady were born to be together. Mm-hmm. You can put so much blame wherever you want on the Bucks. You can say it was Bruce Arians, and that's why Tom Brady wanted him out. You can say uh, the offensive line is battered and bruised and, and, and Tom Brady's not in sync. It's everything with the Buccaneers right now, not to switch courses I was just talking about. And the Patriots, they've had like – their coaching seems very strange uh, in a lot of games. I feel like you can point to a lot of stuff on the offensive side. Like I don't really know what's going on. Um, they're still the best quarterback and best coach ever, but it seems like – a lot of the success the Patriots have had um, going back a couple of years has uh, more to do with maybe Josh. I think Josh McDaniels deserves a little bit more credit than maybe people were giving him because what's happened since Bruce Arians has left the Bucs. Their offense, they're scoring 18 points a game. The Buccaneers are scoring. Todd Bowles is a bad coach though. He's a good coordinator. He's a bad coach. coach. But what happened to Leftwich? Leftwich was great under Arians. Arians also, though, did probably help him set up most of the game plan and call most of the yeah, offense. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Bucs. But they also do have no offensive line, and your quarterback's 45 years old. I mean. They're averaging 18 points per game. In a you know division, you, like? t- you tweeted this. In a division where the quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, slash James Winston, slash Taysom Hill, and P.J. Walker, slash Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady is not winning the division. And it's certainly, as of right now, no one should ever doubt Tom Brady, but it doesn't look like he – is the favorite to win this division. Does not. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on this one, Ben. I mean, I also think too, it kind of reminds me of when Matt Ryan was in his late years in Atlanta. Like he's not a mobile quarterback if he doesn't have the blocking to sit back there. Yeah, but Brady's arm strength is still there. That is true. That is true. That is true. Um, Ben, any any other uh, bets you want to talk about? That's all I got. Um, in terms of best bets, still looking into some some kind of stuff. 
Yeah, one, uh, I'll give out one more just for the hell of it since we're still on here. Um, Auburn is hosting Arkansas as a three-and-a-half-point home dog on, at 12 o'clock on Saturday, and I'm rocking with Arkansas here in this game, guys. I don't know if – I honestly don't follow Auburn's program that closely, but I did see all over Twitter and had a couple other people that I know that follow the program very closely. Everything's falling apart. Um, their co- or Brian Harson's now telling players they either need to transfer or burn the red shirt. Um, it just feels like everything's falling apart. It feels like this is the game where there's going to be a mutiny and he's going to end up getting fired after. It just feels like everything's moving downhill. KJ Jetherson's healthy in here off a of bye week. I know Arkansas sucks at tackling. Hopefully they can figure some of that out in this bye week. I think Arkansas is going to be able to move the ball up and down the field all day on Auburn. And I think minus three and a half they end up covering. I actually do have one more play just because you just mentioned Arkansas. We already talked about UNC. I have a two-team money line parlay. UNC money line parlayed with Arkansas money line. It was I don't remember the odds. It was plus money, I believe, though. What was it again? Arkansas money line, UNC money line. Okay, I like that. I like that parlay. Um, real quick, one other game I just wanted to touch on before we get out of here, Tennessee hosting Kentucky in this game. Um, Tennessee's 12.5-point home favorite. I actually didn't play this one. I would have loved to get Kentucky plus 14. Tennessee has Georgia on deck, so this is kind of a look-ahead spot for them. But um, ultimately, Tennessee's offense averages 50 points per game, so it's tough for me to bet against that. Kentucky's defense is holding teams at 24 points per game, so something's got to give there. But I also saw Will Levis is 6-0 and against the spread in ranked-on-ranked matchups. So it feels Stoops, like- is, Stoops is an unbelievable coach as an underdog. Yeah, exactly. That, too, is going for him here. I don't know, man. This feels like a big-time look-ahead spot. I could see Tennessee laying an egg and potentially getting upset, just not something I'm looking to play on because at the same time, they could just come in and absolutely blow the doors off of them. I actually was looking into like a Kentucky first half spread. Um, I think it could be one of those games where it's close to the first half and Tennessee mm-hmm. opens, the, opens the doors in the second half. But I would lean Tennessee for the full game if you want to play on it. Uh, I didn't play anything on it. The other one is Oklahoma State, Kansas State. We don't know Adrian Martinez if he's playing or not. And, and Kansas State is still favored. Obviously, Will Howard played pretty well last week. I have, since this game came out, since the spread came out, I was favoring Oklahoma State in this matchup, um, but I'm not going to play anything on it. Yeah, actually, I'm going to lean Kansas State this one. I just feel like Oklahoma State keeps playing tight game after tight game after tight game after tight game and somehow keeps on I mean, their pulling it out. defense is not good. I mean, it's not. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they've. I feel like they're one of those teams, you know, where they've flown two toes to the sun too many times. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I would rather watch that game than bet on it. The crazy thing has been we're here on Georgia, Florida weekend, and we're not even talking about that game. Um, I mean, the thing, only thing keeping would... me off of hammering Georgia in that game is the fact that they have Tennessee on deck and they probably don't want to get people hurt. I do think the over is kind of an interesting look. I think Florida will turn the ball over a good bit and give them some short field, but I mean, that's did last a, year. Yeah. It's gonna be a sloppy game. I don't want anything to do with that one. I'll probably just watch it for fun. Yeah. Um, all right, Ben, know you uh, got a jet here soon, so we'll go ahead and get out of here. But um, as always, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. Ben, it's been a pleasure as always. Let's get this money. Let's get this money, brother. Good luck. Hey, let's do it. All right, guys, we'll talk to everyone later and hope everyone has a good weekend.